Hello and welcome to the Baileys and Barbells podcast. This is your host, Lexis O'Hara. I'm a personal trainer and powerlifting coach specializing in sports performance and fitness nutrition. On this podcast, we talk all things strength and fitness while I sip on some Baileys. So grab your drinks and let's dive on in. All right, my friends, I can't believe we are doing this. I've been wanting to start a podcast for years now. I actually got this podcast name because one, if you know me, I'm addicted to Bailey's, but also two, there's this podcast called Scotch and Strength. And I can't start off this podcast without giving them the credit for the inspiration that they gave me for this podcast. Go check them out if you're into podcasting or training podcasting because they're the reason I came up with Bailey's and Barbells. I figured for the first podcast, we should get into an introduction and kind of go over who I am and why I'm even here in the first place. So hello, hello. My name is Lexis O'Hara. I am a New York City personal trainer. I'm a powerlifting coach. I also run marathons. I used to compete in bodybuilding back in the day, which we're going to kind of get into that in just a few seconds here. I also, fun fact, do a lot of other sports. One of the fun ones I like to always bring up is I used to compete in the women's nationals bowling competitions with USBC. Have I ever bowled a 300? The answer is no. I'm embarrassed to say that, but we'll start with how I got started in fitness or with fitness. And I actually started lifting during my senior year of high school. I started lifting mostly as an outlet for my social anxiety. And do I still have social anxiety? Yes. That is why it's taken me 20 million years to actually start a podcast because believe it or not, unlike what other people say when they film YouTube videos and podcasts, their social anxiety goes away. Mine does not. But I started out in the gym just like anybody else. I was just this weak little thin girl, which no shame to to anyone who's thin or weak because we've all been there. And love yourself as you are. So I'm not shaming you. I'm just making fun of myself. I didn't know the difference between my freaking chest and my shoulders. And I feel like you can't get any lower than that. So if you're doing better than that, then you're doing better than I started out in fitness. But I really got involved in the weight room thinking I was the shit because it was really empowering. And I quickly became addicted, even though I didn't know what I was doing. That's when I discovered the bodybuilding community. Now, I actually got most of my workouts and my exercises and programming from bodybuilding.com. I think back in the day, that was the shit. But bodybuilding.com was one of my favorite places just to learn about training. So eventually in 2014, I got into bodybuilding. And when I say bodybuilding, I mean, I actually competed and I got on stage in a bikini, half naked with heels. And I did this because it was kind of a personal goal. I was, like I said, really socially anxious and had in general just debilitating anxiety. But I just always envisioned myself as this empowering, beautiful, wonderful person. And I've never in my entire life, at least up to this point, felt this way. And so I just kind of decided what better ways to fight my fears and achieve this goal of being liked than to get on stage and be judged by many people, including the judges, but also the thousands of, that's exaggerating, hundreds of people in the stands watching me while I'm half naked in heels. So that's what I did. So this happened. I decided to compete right after I moved to San Diego. And this was kind of my, one of the turning points in my life where I just kind of 
decided I wasn't going to let my dreams not come true anymore. And part of my dreams coming true meant believing in myself. So I moved to California, moved to San Diego and competed. At this point, even though I'm talking so low of myself, I never really had body issues or any issues with food. Um, I, I had depression, I had anxiety, still do have those things. But because of how strict competing was, I actually developed a pretty severe binge eating disorder. Now, this is not uncommon or unheard of in the bodybuilding community. Unfortunately, a lot of people after competition or after competing develop maybe not an eating disorder, but sort of binge binge problems, whether it's a disorder or not. Most, most competitors do tend to struggle with some sort of binging. I started to struggle with this about six weeks into my competition prep, which is that is unheard of. And so I began binge eating and without exaggeration, eating 10,000 calories of Oreos in one sitting. And for those of you who don't want to do the math, that's five packages of Oreos. It was, it was really bad. I started doing this thing where I couldn't stop myself from eating. So I, I can't even believe I'm saying this. I went on runs with Oreos in my pockets, eating Oreos while I'm running. And I was just crying my eyes out. It would be at like midnight. I couldn't stop myself from eating. So I would stuff my pockets with Oreos. I'd be running down the street and I'd be crying. I'm laughing now because it's literally just so comical that I, it's just such a mess. Some other stories that I remember is before stepping on stage for show day, I ate an entire jar of peanut butter before stepping on stage. So, so I was really struggling with some things that were a little unordinary for a competitor, even though many do struggle with binging. I struggled to the next level. Two weeks after the show, I gained about 30 pounds. The weight gain was pretty dang rapid. I think it might've even been a little more than 30 pounds. I went from 135 to 170 pounds, which is the most I've ever weighed in my entire life. Like I said, I never worried about weight, but the most I had ever weighed before my competition was 145 pounds. My body, my mind, just everything just kind of felt like it went to shit. It was... It was such a mess and it took me about three years to fully recover from that because when you start to develop this eating disorder, it's not like it just goes away after you take those triggers out. It's something that is now a constant thing I have to struggle with. And even to this day, even though I don't deal with it or I'm not currently, I don't currently have binge eating disorder, it's something I'm, I have to be extremely mindful of. After all of that, I took a break from competing to start lifting heavy. Now, when I competed in bodybuilding, I always talked about, oh, look how heavy I'm lifting. Like, I'm so strong. But when you compete in bodybuilding, you're not really lifting heavy. You're lifting for hypertrophy or for building muscle. And that's a little bit different than training for strength. And this is when I started to really get into powerlifting because what happens here is you focus less on appearance and physique. When you're powerlifting versus when you're in bodybuilding, it's all about appearance and physique. So I started focusing on just strength and performance and empowerment. And that helped me. That was one of the big things that really helped me get out of that eating disorder, not focusing so much on my training being about how I look, even though I never had an issue prior to this 
with my appearance. When I gained that 170 pounds, just my physical and mental health drastically started to decline. Like I said, it wasn't because of bodybuilding that my mental health went to shit. My mental health was shit before that. And it just manifested in this new way that it hadn't manifested in before. Bodybuilding is a wonderful sport, but it's something that you really have to be mentally prepared for and just really make sure your mind and mental health are okay before you do something crazy like that because it is an extreme sport. So is powerlifting, but bodybuilding is more of a mental sport for me than powerlifting. So I actually, this is something I haven't shared with anyone, but I actually placed dead last in my first bodybuilding show. Um, As you can imagine, I ate a jar of peanut butter. I was binging 10,000 calories a day for the last six weeks of my competition. So as you can imagine, I, I didn't place very well. But what I like to say is first you lose and then you win. So eventually I decided to compete in powerlifting and I took myself through my own competition because I really, really got invested in the science behind strength and behind maximal strength. So I was doing a lot of research on this as well as nutrition, but I wanted to take myself through my first meet and through my first competition. And I actually ended up winning this state competition. And then if powerlifting isn't enough, I actually ended up getting involved with marathons as well. And so that is why I'm known as a powerlifter and a marathon runner. How I got involved with marathon running. I am crazy for this and everyone thinks I'm crazy for this. You are correct. So my dad runs marathons. My dad is an endurance athlete. Don't know if he would call himself an athlete, but he is beyond an athlete. Like if I'm an athlete, he's a thousand percent a freaking athlete. Just he's insane. Um, But he runs marathons and he doesn't live in San Diego, but he does run the San Diego rock and roll marathons. I went and watched him when he flew out to run his. And I made a joke that one day I would too run a marathon. Joke's on me. I woke up the next morning with a confirmation email for the next rock and roll marathon in San Diego. And I ended up also starting to run and train for marathons from there on out. And so now what I'm mostly known for is being crazy enough to participate in two sports that are so opposite of one another. That's kind of my story. That's just the small little breakdown of my story. I fully love what I do. I fully appreciate the struggles that I've been through because without those struggles, I don't know, I wouldn't be who I am right now. And it's also really empowering and really cool to, you know, do what many said I couldn't do. So I was constantly doubted. You can't run marathons and train for strength or compete in powerlifting, but I prove you can. So that's something I want you to remember throughout your fitness journey is do it despite the doubt. I am not special in being able to achieve the things I have, meaning that your goals are not out of reach. Let go of fear and let go of your doubt and don't let any obstacles stop you from proving that to yourself. And don't do it for anyone but yourself. I used to sell these shirts that said, not here to impress anyone but myself. But I made that shirt because I started competing and got into fitness really for myself and to impress myself and to love myself. And so I want you guys to remember that if you are just starting out on your journey or even if you're in the middle of your journey, like a lot of us do it for your damn self because you're a bad bitch. Anywho, the podcast that we'll be talking about from here on out will 
be a mixture of educational videos based on my knowledge and my experience in the fitness industry. But remember, these will be an after hours type of podcast. So I definitely won't be sugarcoating my thoughts on these podcasts. Um, You've been warned. (laughs) But I did want to come on here and start this off with who I am and why I'm so passionate about this. I'm a nerd for, for the science of fitness and training and strength. So I hope you guys are excited. I hope you enjoy and I'll see you on the next one. Thanks so much for listening, guys. If you want to learn more about coaching or training and nutrition as a whole, you can head over to www.flexclub.fit and check out all the cool stuff we've got going on over there. And if you guys liked today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you went over to iTunes and left us a review. But other than that, I will see you guys in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening. Bye, guys. Bye.